Hey, we're just carrying on with our series on being better friends, and relationships are just so important, aren't they? Just so, so important. Probably the most important thing in life. I just became aware of this uh, book just this week uh, called The Friendship Advantage, and uh, it's going to come up on there. Now, I just want you to turn to the person next to you and just say who the author was to the person next to you. So this is actually, it's actually a business book trying to help businesses to do better in business, but it's all about friendship. It's got this incredible advice around uh, how to uh, make friends, be friends, have long-lasting and strong friendships. But listen to this. What, this is like in a business book. Listen to this. Just 30% of employees have a great friend at work. Those who do are seven times as likely to be engaged in their jobs are better at engaging customers, produce higher quality work, have higher well-being, and are less likely to get injured on the job. In sharp contrast, those without a great friend in the workplace have just a 1 in 12 chance of being engaged in their jobs. Isn't that amazing? So we're in this series called Being Better Friends, and uh, catch up on the website if you, wanted to, if you missed the first couple of messages. This is the third message today. And... Uh, but did you know something about friends? Is that sometimes friends fight. Well, we've got some friends, lovely Christian family. I've known them for years. And um, after we got to know them a little while, we found out that when uh, she, this was early on in their, in their marriage, we found out that when she got mad at her husband, she threw pots and pans and plates. Like, and do you know what I thought when I heard that? It's like, that sounds so expensive. <laughs> and we're going to put a video up, another example of friends that are having a tough time with each other. So let's have a look at that. We have to talk about this. Uh, actually, uh, we don't. Fine, okay, fine. But I gotta say, technically, I didn't even do anything wrong. What? You, you didn't do anything wrong? I, I said I didn't technically. Okay, well, let's put aside the fact that you accidentally picked up my grandmother's ring and you accidentally proposed to Rachel. Well, can I just stop you right there for a second? When people do this, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> saying and I could even understand that you couldn't tell Rachel but why couldn't you tell me huh you had all day to and you didn't I know I should have I'm sorry <laughs> not using it right Joe I'm gonna go. No, come on, look, Ross, we have to get past this. Give me the bag. No, look, I, I don't know what else to do. I said I'm sorry. Joey. Now, now you should scream at me or, or, or curse me or hit me. I, I'm not gonna hit you. Why not? You'll feel better. I'll feel better. And you know you want to? I can see it in your eyes. No, I don't. A little bit. No. A little bit. No. A little bit more. Okay. No, hit me. Give me the bag. Hit me. Joey, give me the bag. Hit me. Joe, I'm hit not me. kidding. Hit me. No. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. You don't. I'm 
the reflex. Oh my God, this, this really hurts. I couldn't help it. When a fist comes at your face, you duck. Look. Oh! <laughs> what is the matter with you? You were supposed to duck. Why didn't you duck? Why don't we talk about this on the way to the hospital? Good, good, yeah. Maybe while we're there, they can check your reflexes. <laughs> So sometimes friends uh, fight. Sometimes things don't uh, don't go the way that you expect them to. And uh, as a guy's reading about this week, Dr. Stevens, a Christian counselor, and runs a thing called Every Marriage Matters. He says this: If there is anything that all marriages have in common, it is conflict. Regardless of how perfectly matched a couple thinks they are, conflict is inevitable in any relationship. You know, and if we hang out with anyone long enough. Eventually, we're going to butt heads and uh, misunderstand each other and maybe say something that we regret in the heat of the moment. You make a bad decision that has a negative impact on your friend or you might even just be unaware of something that's really, really important to, uh, to your friend, like forgetting your wedding anniversary. <laughs> so, no one would ever do that, surely. Well, you know, they accidentally push your angry button or they deliberately push your angry button. It's just, when these things happen, what do we, what do, we do? And I, I really like Joey in the video there. Like, Joey's like, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, you know, but he's smart enough to know that when friendships are in a bad place, you've got to fix them. You know, I love it. He starts off saying, we've got to talk. And then halfway through, he says, look, we've really got to sort this out. I love that, that he, he knows that you've, you've got to work out the stuff to, um, that gets in the way of a good friendship. So we're going to look at that a little bit today, what to do when friends or lovers fight and ways that we can do that well, okay? And um, researchers have found that one of the best predictors of divorce is not conflict in a relationship. It's not whether a couple fights, it's how they fight. Okay, so this we're going to talk about fighting fair. And I just want to say that there is so much great stuff out there that you can grab a hold of that can help with these things. So this is more just in a series. It would be crazy to do a series about being friends without looking at this whole thing of like, you know, what happens when... You know, when there's a little bit of tension, a little bit of conflict. So, so I'm just going to throw out a few things this morning, but I'm sure that many of you will go, oh, you should have talked about this and you should have talked about that. Absolutely, um, like I say, many of you will probably have lots of other things to add, but why don't you use those things in, in conversations um, going forward so that you can, you can help each other as we go. But I'd love to just, uh, just pray and... Uh, as we kick in, all right. So God, we're just so grateful for your work in our lives. We're grateful that you love us. We're grateful that you've given us the scriptures that guide us and lead us. Grateful for, for friends and people that have gone before that we can turn to for, for wisdom and guidance. And, and God, I just pray that this morning that just for each one of us, there would be something of 
what is said that would just land and that, and that we would just grab a hold of and say, like, I, wanna, I want that for me. I want to do that. I want to grow in that. I want that to be something that is the way I do my fighting that is going to be helpful and is going to be genuinely good in those times when, uh, when things flare up. God, we just invite you to do that. We open our hearts, we open our minds to you, God. Speak to us and plant these things in us that, that will help us and bless us. Amen. All right. So, you know, the way that, that we fight, and I know fights are, it, I'm, I'm deliberately using the word fight, and because a lot of people go, like, oh, we never fight, but then there's, I could use heated arguments or, you know, strongly felt discussions, but we'll just use fight. <laughs> and um, you know, the way that we can work through a fight, any, any challenge in life, and this being one of them, any challenge in life really has the opportunity to take you ahead in relationships and really bring you closer, bring more joy into a friendship if, it's, if, you, do, if you work through it well. And the opposite of that is that uh, if you work through these things in a way that you don't do it well, then it has the, the probability that it will put distance into the relationship and, and cause resentment. I'll, Many years ago now, one of my first jobs I had when I uh, first uh, graduated as a civil engineer, I was working at uh, Waitakere City Council, and um, one of the jobs I had to do was to go and video the, the blasting out at the Waitakere Quarry. Some of the neighbours had complained that uh, sometimes the, the noises were too loud, and you know, sometimes there were things that weren't as they should be, and so I had to go and, uh, and video it for a few weeks, and it was all timed, and so I was on right on the other side of the quarry, set up the video camera, and uh, you know, at one o'clock they, uh, they did the blast. Quite good fun, really. Um, and uh, first two or three weeks, it was, uh, it, was all, it was all great. And then I was there this one week, and as soon as the blast went off, I'm looking at that just didn't look quite right. Um, and uh, instead of it sort of just the blast being just sort of this, most of the stuff in the blast going straight up, it sort of came out. And I'm thinking, like, I might just get behind the door of the car here. <laughs> and, uh, and as I did, could hear stones whistling over the, over the car. So um, here's the thing with dynamite. Used well, it can be very, very helpful. Used badly, it can go very, very wrong. And that's a lot like, it's helpful to think about this whole thing of challenges in our relationships, it really does have the potential to be very, very helpful as you work through it well. So, um, or conversely, it can do damage. So here's a few things just to throw out to you this morning that uh, will help us to, to fight fair. First one, choose to respect. Choose to be respectful. Um, this is one of my favorite parenting words. Uh, just choose to respect and have, have respect undergirding everything that you do in your interactions. And the thing, here's the thing with being respectful. You've got to decide to be respectful in the sunshine, not in the storm. 
Does that make sense? You've got you to decide to do that when things are all okay, not when things, you know, you can't just suddenly, in the midst of a very crazy kind of like, woo, we're, we're not going so well here. You can't decide to do it then and just resolve. And one of the main places that we can, you know, sh- be respectful, one of the main places that we can respect or disrespect people is in our words. You know, words is just so important. Have you ever said something and it just comes out of your mouth and then it's like, as soon as it comes out, you're almost feeling like, you're like can I just grab that before it gets into their ears and just, and just shove it back down my throat? Have you ever had that experience? So it's like, oh gosh. Um, so words can build up or words can cut down. And sometimes... Sometimes it's not even the words, but it's the way you say the words that can, that can be unhelpful. You could say exactly the same words one way, and it can mean one thing, and you could say them a different way, it can mean nothing. It might be that your spouse comes up to you and says, um, Honey, you've really let yourself go. <laughs> and, uh, and you could decide, like, you could say, you could respond and two different ways using exactly the same words. You could say, yep, I have really let myself go. Or you could say, yeah, I've let, really let myself go. <laughs> Just same words. Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Because, like, nobody's perfect. And people are going to do things. Your friends, are, you know, they're going to do imperfect things. But just choose not to be mean. Don't be hurtful. Don't call each other names. The thing with your friends and your partners is that you know them really well and you know the things that they are a little bit insecure about. You know the things that... Uh, they're a bit ashamed of. And you, you don't want to be using that information to hurt people. So be respectful. Matthew 7 verse 12 says, this, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Here's something else that you might found, find helpful. Knowing that your friend is not the problem. The problem is the problem. Your friend is not the problem. It's never each other. We need to attack the problem, not to attack each other. So the, you know, the problem might be financial pressure or it might be a, a misunderstanding. It might be just, it even might have been something that you've said and you wish you hadn't, but still, it's just the words. It's not you. You know, it's just it's it's looking at the problem, and so it's working out the problem, and then you fight it together. You fight the problem together instead of fighting each other. Now, there's back you know a couple, over a couple hundred years ago now. There's these two great revival leaders in England, John Wesley and George Whitefield. Anyone heard about these boys? So um, incredible, uh, incredible men that uh, really brought revival across the, um, the UK. And uh, they had been 
dear lifelong friends and colleagues. And uh, right up until they would started talking about salvation and God's sovereignty in salvation. And Wesley, as he read the scriptures, says that no, it's people choose out of their own free will to say yes to following God and to and to know God's salvation. And Whitefield, who was a you know was a Calvinist, and he said no, no, it's God who decides, and it's like it's already predetermined, and it's uh, it's not you know so, and they. And they went from being dear friends to like getting a little bit cross with each other to exchanging all sorts of angry letters to completely falling out and splitting the church, the, the churches that, that, the, uh, that they were all a part of. But, you know, it's, your friend is not the problem, but they, they make it the problem. James 4.1 says this, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You know, and the root of any fight is always that people don't get what they want. Always is. It's because people don't, aren't getting what they want. You know, I want the remote control or I want, I want to be respected. I want to be heard. I want to be treated with fairness and, and justice. And it's so, it's so important to figure out, if you're, if you're angry with someone, it's so important that you figure out the reason behind your anger. Because it's so easy just to think like it's, it's all about them. It's like, well, if you're angry, it's because you're not getting something that you want. And it, sometimes it's, a fair, it's fair enough to, to be angry about something, but it's, but it's not about attacking your friend in the midst of it. It's working out what it is and then talking about it and then working on that together. Here's another one that uh, for you there is if there's a is to work out what your contribution to the issue is. Because if you can be feeling like it's 70-30, it's 70 them and 30 me, so it's, there, it's pretty much the weight of it's on their, their, their shoulders, but like, hey, what about, why don't you just work out your contribution, work out your 30%, and then do the right thing with that. Own it, apologise for it, be honest, and be humble. So work out your contribution to the problem. Sound like a good idea? Okay. All right. This will, this will be more important for some than others, I guess. Grow in self-control. Proverbs 16.32 Better a patient person than a warrior, those with self-control than those who take a city. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Grow in self-control. Don't yell. Don't be a yeller. You know, if you, if, you start, if you start yelling, before you know it, you're arguing about arguing. And when there's yelling happening, then no one's, no one's being heard, no one's listening, everyone's just yelling. 
You're not going anywhere. And if you ever find yourself in a situation where there's, there's yelling, why don't you be the hero and dial it down? Why don't you be the one to calm it all down? So I'm trying to understand what you need here, but we just have to stop yelling first. One of the decisions I made years and years and years ago that I wouldn't go into um, conversations with, with people when they were yelling. And I can remember once that, like, when I was working in engineering over in the UK, and um, I'd made this decision around this project I was running that um, was going to have financial implications, negative financial implications for this guy who ran his um, a cartage company. Uh, it was the right decision. And uh, anyway, this guy rocks up to me. He's like a big dude, you know, shoulders, height, you know. And he jumps out of his Rolls Royce and um, comes over, over to me and just starts yelling at me. And um, I was in my 20s, you know, little, and my, my heart's just going crazy, you know. And I just, with the best I could, try and look as calm as I can, even though I was like scared as a little mouse. Um, I said... I said, we'll talk about this when you stop yelling and calm down. And then just turned around and walked away. And I'm just like, am I going to get hit in the back, a brick in the back of the head? But it's just, it's just no point, you know. It's just no point yelling. So grow in self-control. You know, like, and one of the things that is really helpful to do as you journey through life is to, is to discover where your breaking point is. Now, unfortunately, you have to get to your breaking point to discover where it is. So, you know, there will be some bumps along the way. And what your breaking point is, is the point where you actually lose control because your brain's just so fired up with, you know, emotions. It just moves over from thinking, engaging in something rationally to just like, you know, emotions taking over and throwing pots and plates and, um, or yelling. And, um, but once you've worked that out, here's something that's really, really helpful, and I'll, I'll read this out, I wrote this down, is that if you're, if you're knocking on the door of your breaking point, it is better to walk away in an argument, just walk away and appear rude, than to say something that will cause a lifetime of hurt in your relationships. Better to be rude in the moment than to, than to have, like, than to wound someone with your words that will be there for the rest of your days. Does that make sense? But you can sort of feel like it's rude to walk away, but it's so much better to apologize for being a little bit rude than to say something that will wound people. So the next one follows on from this is that we've just got to learn to calm down. We've got to learn to calm down. You know, be like I say, be the be the hero. Be the hero in your friendships. Be the one to dial things down. Be the hero. Proverbs seventeen fourteen. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Ecclesiastes 7.9, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. 
Some good advice, some good wisdom in the Bible. You know, when you get angry about something, often it's just an emotional response to something and which you can't control, that, that response to something. It's the way that a lot of emotions work. It's just there's something happens and you respond to it emotionally. But then, after the, that instant response kicks in, then you actually get to a place where you can make some decisions. And some people decide to stay angry. They've been hurt or they've been... Um, and they almost like, I can't not be angry. It's almost like I'm letting them off the hook too easy if I, if I, uh, if, if I calm down. I've got to stay angry because that's, that's fair enough that they, they know that I'm angry. And, but, so then you're choosing to be angry. You're choosing to be angry. Ephesians 4.26, it says, Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. It's just saying like, okay, you've got angry. Don't stay angry. No, like, you, you, it's not helpful to stay angry. And that takes, it takes effort because sometimes to get over your anger means you've got to work out, work out the thing. And working out the thing takes a bit of work, doesn't it? It takes a bit of like, oh, I wish this hadn't happened, but like, it'd be so much easier just to take off and hide and not deal with it. But it doesn't get better if I do that. There's something else that um, I think is very helpful for us when we're working out this whole thing of, of fighting fear. And it's a funny little phrase I'm going to use here, and then I'll sort of unpack it just a little. Um, and it's unlearn manipulation. Unlearn manipulation. Manipulation is using tactics to get your own way. But here's the thing with manipulation. Like, when do you learn how to, how to manipulate? How old are you? Like... Like, like one? Who's, oh no, don't, you don't have to put your hand up. You're excused from answering this question. Who's had their kids throw themselves on the floor in a shopping? <laughs> what, because they are not getting on their own way? No, we're, our, some of our kids have done that. I won't say which ones, but. Um, but, uh, but kids, they work out, like at a very young age, kids work out tactics to get what they want. And they'll try everything. And then they'll go, that didn't work. Okay, so we won't do that again. This is like when they're about 15 months old, you know. That didn't work. Got this little list. <laughs> like, let's try the public embarrassment of my parents. Oh, that worked. Yes, okay. So, okay, so we can do the public embarrassment of my parents. So that's one thing that they can, they can do. They can do the... I will not stop crying until you give me something. There's that one. The wearing down tactic. But we all do. We've all learned something around getting what we want at a very, very, very young age. And for some, for some of us, some of those things are, are still the way that we operate as an, as an adult. And that's why I'm saying we've got to unlearn some of these things. But like, how do you unlearn something 
when it's so much a part of you that you don't even know that you're doing it? How do you, how do you know? Like, how can you fix something that you don't know is there? Okay, here's, some, here's something that may help, is that you've got to find a friend and ask them. Is it now? You've got, to, you've got to get the right friend. You've got to get the friend that is honest and you've got to get the friend that recognises manipulation, okay? If you get someone that recognises um, manipulation but they're not honest, they might just go, no, you're fine, <laughs> no, you're fine. Or you might get the one that's, that's honest but they don't even recognise it and that's not helpful as well. But, but like, this, is a, this is something that I would encourage us all to do, is to say, like, tell me if I'm doing things that, uh, that you see me, if you ever see me doing anything that is manipulative. Because manipulating is, like I say, it's using tactics to get your own way, which is predominantly selfish. And if you bring selfishness into relationships, into fights, then again, it's, it's, it's the bad tactics. So it can look like anything, making people feel guilty, exaggerating, overreacting, saying yes to something that you don't really want to say yes to because you know that we're all keeping score. So if I say yes to that, then you'll have to say yes to this. It's just tactics. And it's, you know, you could use intimidation as another way to, to manipulate. But so we've got to unlearn it. And like I said, I'd really encourage you to ask that question of a friend. Let's just say to them, if you ever see me being manipulative, please tell me because I want to unlearn that. Proverbs 13.10, wisdom is found in those who take advice. Last one we'll throw out here is choose kindness. Choose kindness. There's a, a lovely few words here that is attributed to Richard Baxter, but I think that he's got it from somewhere way earlier. It's this. In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. Be kind. Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Oh, it's pretty harsh words when you're thinking about, like I'm just having an argument with my, you know, with my wife. It's like, you know, is you want to be a bit careful, like talking about your wife's arguments and using this kind of language, you know. Do not be overcome by evil, <laughs> but overcome evil with good. But you kind of get the point. <laughs> Romans 14.1, accept those whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. And I really am... Um, Amazed, and I probably shouldn't be surprised because I've been around the block a few times now. But at how um, Christian people can get so um, out of sorts with each other when just talking about things of faith, just because they disagree with something, they've got they see something from a different angle when it comes to things of faith. And um, you know, it'd be lovely if we um, could have that thing pop up whenever we started going down that track, wouldn't it? That uh, you know, and in essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. There's a great story of the, uh, 
two 19th century um, preachers. One is uh, D.L. Moody, Dwight Moody from uh, America, who uh, many say was responsible for revival throughout America in the uh, 19th century. And uh, another one is Charles Spurgeon, who was, again, a, you know, one of probably the world's greatest preacher of the, of the day. And he was based in, uh, in England. And, uh, and they met. They, they met. And um, D.L. Moody comes in, and, and uh, Charles Spurgeon is smoking a cigar. And, uh, you know, D.L. Moody, it's like, you know, from in America, it's like, well, that was just, you know, Christians don't smoke. That's a, that's a terrible thing. It's like, that's a, you know. Can't. And so he says to him, he says, like, how can you, sir, as a man of God, you know, why are you smoking cigars? And Charles Spurgeon just took no offense at all and just resp- responds and says, and how is it that you, great man of God that you are, why are you so fat? <laughs> but both of them, they just took no offense. It actually, you know, and they just become great, great friends. And um, they just accepted one another on the basis of really of God's accepting for each other. And uh, differences about, you know, but it's that whole thing in non-essentials, liberty, but in all things, charity. Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And if we could take that one away with us, even if, if that was just that one thing that we could take away when there's tension building in a, in a friendship, in a relationship, in a uh, between boyfriend and girlfriend in a marriage, uh, if we could just keep remembering, like, bless and do not curse. Bless and do not curse. Pretty distracting having a meow eh, right in the middle of your message. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? Isn't <laughs> you know how, like, we put stuff away under the stage? Uh, after church, you may not know that. On Monday morning, when they opened up under the stage, <laughs> the cat popped out. <laughs> anyway, I was just at the punchline of my message. <laughs> but look, I just I hope this that this plants hope in you that you can, you know, just a few more things that you can fight well and and come out of fights with stronger friendships than ever and. We, we just have to learn how to do this. We have to learn how to do this because it, they are keys to, to a full life, you know, a, a God-honoring life, the right way of living to be able to do this. And you know, f- fighting, it's, I know, again, I'm using that, the, you know, a provocative word, fighting, but it's an inevitable, even in the, you know, the, best, you know, the best friends or the, the best couples that have got healthy relationships, still, they still fight you know, from time to time. And, and having, knowing how to fight fear is just such a powerful thing. Uh, you know, it, will, it will solidify your relationships. And if you can get through it to the other side, still with genuine affection in your heart for people, 
then, then you're winning, you're ahead, your, your relationships will, will you know, be thriving because of it.